Hey there, welcome back to the Tacos and Tattoos podcast. I just got back to my favorite beach town of Cihuatanejo, Mexico. And I thought I would share um, real quick one last little story from being back in Oregon. Um, I don't own much of anything back in Oregon. I have a few things that's left over from when I... When I had my office there last year for the summer and um, some winter clothes that I hope to God I never need again because I am not a winter type of gal. But the most valuable thing I have left back in the States is a Dodge 2500 pickup truck, a diesel pickup truck. And I haven't really shared the story of this truck. It has 303,000 miles on it now. It came into my life 10 years ago, and I think it had 130,000 miles on it. So over the last decade, I have driven it a lot. But the funniest part of how it came into my life is that it actually belongs to my ex-fiance. It belonged to my ex-fiance. And I remember we went to Little Cooperstown, a restaurant in the corner of the main co- main intersection in Newburgh, Oregon. I was still living with my mom. I was 22 years old. Oh, such a baby. And I met John on Craigslist, of all places, back when they still had Craigslist personals. I think I had put my profile up or he had put his. I don't remember which. But I was so attracted to everything he had going on. And so when he rolled up in that pickup truck with this giant homemade bumper on it, loud diesel truck, I was like, wow, I like that. It had a toolbox in the back, a fuel cell in the back. It was dented up and looked like just an old farm truck. And as we started, I remember that first day, I was like, wow, I like that truck. And then as we started dating, I could hear that truck coming up the hill to my mom's house from like miles away. It was so loud because it was like straight piped. And I was just like, wow, I like this truck so much. And I ended up, it ended up being mine because years into our relationship, uh, he wanted to buy a brand new F450. And we didn't have the money for the down payment on it. And so I bought the truck from him And we used the money that I took out as a loan. It was like $7,000 or $8,000 to buy this truck from him. And we used that as a down payment on this other truck, which was also financed in my name. Funny days. And um, then what I continued to, when I opened my my vintage store, I continued to make the payments because I was using that truck to haul furniture around, to go to the yard sales and the estate sales, just haul lots of stuff. And he had this brand new truck, which was a manual, and I don't actually know how to drive a manual truck. And then we separated because I'd been making the payments, I just naturally took the truck with me. He got all the other equipment, so I took that truck. And it's so funny because I look back at that relationship and it was like, I really like the truck more than the man and I kept the truck and I still have it. It's paid for. I keep it going. I am getting closer every day to selling it though, even though, oh, when I was back in Oregon, every time I go back and I drive that truck, it's just like sentimental to me. And, but it's interesting. I wonder if, if 
this happens to anyone else. Maybe sometimes with the dog, you get to keep the dog. It's like, oh, I, but I like the dog more than the man, so I kept the dog. And if you like that with the truck, it's like, I like the truck more than the man, so I kept the truck. But that truck ultimately ended up costing me over $250,000 when the shit hit the fan and he stopped making the loan payments and I got stuck with everything and almost led to bankruptcy and had to sell off all my assets. And it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, it was one of the worst times of my life, but it led to the best times of my life. So when things think like, when you think things are falling apart, they're actually falling together. And that's the coolest thing. I believe everybody needs to go through hard times to realize what a gift those hard times are. Because without the how I ended up with my uh, vintage store was we had the worst winter ever. It snowed in November and that snow never left. It was negative eight degrees. I thought I was going to die. We didn't have any money coming in. Like, oh my God, it was stressful. And I wanted to get out of that. I wanted to diversify and not just be relying on the sawmill. And so I started looking at other investments. And that's how I came into the vintage store. And so if it hadn't been for those hard times, I would have never been looking for something better and something new. And so hard times really make people strong. And it really leads to the most amazing opportunities that are even better aligned than where you are now. So I hope this story inspired you or riled you up. I'm not sure which. But I appreciate you listening. And of course, please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this uh, podcast episode. It helps us to reach more people. And I, gr- I love your feedback as well. So with that, I'm off to get a massage. I love massages. So I'm off to get one. And just now I've got two minutes to pop over there. Luckily, it's only a like 45 second walk down down from where my apartment is so much love and i will talk to you in the next episode are you an ambitious and independent woman who's ready to start attracting your aligned masculine partner but have struggled with settling in the past join the free five-day workshop to start attracting him in less than 30 days by tapping into a hidden feminine superpower that you already have go to girlselfcrying.com to sign up